This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos. I'm Shelby. Uh, Megan is off again this week, but uh, Brian's with me. Hi, Brian. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, Shelby. How's it going? Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. I know we used to drop these on Fridays. So we've now shifted it to Mondays because no one wants to do work on Mondays. So you can listen to us for, for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We've had a, um, a lot of activity going on at ODA lately. Uh, we just you know, we started doing a lot more tours again, which is fun. We we love for people to come out and check out what we do and everything. And and this week was uh, was a very active week for that. Yeah, we're talking FFA. I think, uh, you know, the convention was it the first time in, is it three years now? Is that what, since everyone got together? So uh, hopefully a fun time had by all. You know, it's in, on the Ohio Department of Agriculture Instagram, a lot of the accounts we follow are FFA programs. So I get looking and and they find ways to stay active, you know, yeah. year round. So hopefully everyone was able to get together and, and have a good time and maybe even learn something, especially those <laughs> coming to uh, ODA's campus for a tour. Yeah. So we got some of the groups uh, came, the, the, you know, the little, the different groups around state came and, and toured. And it was so fun. I was, I was there yesterday, I think it was uh, Mount Blanchard, Riverdale. And they had, so Jared Parco, who is one of our deputy directors here, uh, he was leading the tour and the kids had more fun facts, I think, than Jared did. It was great. He would say something about ODA or agriculture and the kids would come back and be like, well, I actually think we have so many, you know, poultry facilities in the state. It was great. I was like, this is awesome. I'm, I'm unlike, it was a trivia game. <laughs> You know, the future is bright, especially when you learn, you know, you see what's being accomplished on, on social media and, hey, agriculture is the number one industry in Ohio. So we need these future leaders. And it's, uh, I, I hopefully they left, you know, it seems like they left you impressed, but hopefully Jared as well, because he might be hiring some of them soon enough. Seriously. No, we, we do it. We look at every crop that comes through. We're like, huh, what, what will you do someday? Call, you know, call us in a few years. That's, yeah, that's great. So that's going on. And then, uh uh, Cedar Point, Cedar Point opened this weekend. Is it that time already? I guess so. I I love roller coasters. I don't think I've been to Cedar Point. I hate to say in like, I think high school was the last uh -huh. time. So okay. I am due for a visit. It is it is magical. I mean, you know, there, Kings Island, you name it. I mean, Ohio has the best amusement parks, hands down. Absolutely. I grew up near Cedar Point. And I mean, we were there. I remember one summer, I think it was in seventh grade. I was there 13 times over the summer, which is just seems insane to me. But yeah, summer staple, definitely in our family. And uh, so just how it ties into us. I mean, our ride inspectors have been out there for months, making sure that all those rides are safe and uh yeah, it's fun every year to see when see when the park opens and the activity actually starts to happen. So, and hopefully, I mean, could it just warm up? Could it honestly warm up so it's an actual good amusement park day? <laughs> it's like spring in Ohio. We're, we all like forget what happened a year ago. And we're like, oh, you have one 80 degree day and you're like, oh, it's here to stay. And then it's rainy and 50 for the next month. So it, yeah, give, give it time. You know, we'll have perfect days for the family to go up and uh, and enjoy it hopefully here in no time. Exactly. And this weekend, actually, uh, people got to stay inside a little bit because uh, they were probably watching the Kentucky Derby, at least on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And 
that is what our podcast is about today. The Kentucky Derby, do you watch? I, I do watch. You know, it's it's always, I feel like for golf, it's the Masters, or if you're in Ohio, the Memorial <laughs> Tournament. And for horse racing, it's it's the Kentucky Derby. It's the run for the roses. And uh, we have, I, I think, two of kind of the foremost experts when it comes to horse racing in Ohio. From the Ohio State Racing Commission, we have Deputy Director Tanya Bomitas, and uh, from our own Ohio Department of Agriculture's ATL Analytical Toxicology Laboratory. We have nice. Director Sue Bang Tan. So thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And I don't know, you know, we kind of hopped right into that, but I don't know that many people realize what uh, what our ATL lab does here on campus that has to do with horse racing. And so I think just kind of to intro it and Sue Bang, we can make it really quick, but why why don't you explain uh, what the lab does? Oh, sure. Um, ATL actually is, uh, has a long association with uh, Ohio Department of Agriculture, or ODA. In fact, ATL has a contract to provide equine drug testing services for the Ohio State Racing Commission. Um, the lab has been doing this sort of testing for about 40 years now. Under this contract, we are required to test samples collected at the seven commercial racetracks in Ohio. Uh, and also samples coming from more than 60 county fairs uh, that have very mutual wagering for prohibited substance under under the rules of racing. All right, and so Tanya, obviously you're with the Racing Commission. Um, how important is this for your industry? It's very important. If customers who are gamblers don't have confidence that the product they're raging on is is trustworthy, then they have no confidence in the product and they'll and they'll stop betting. And Tanya, I know, you know, we're the Kentucky Derby, there's also big races, New York, Maryland, probably California on the West Coast. You know, how big is, is horse racing in Ohio? Horse racing in Ohio is actually pretty big. Um, we have uh, three thoroughbred tracks, four full-time standard bread tracks, and over 60 fairs that race across the state. Um, so that's actually a lot of racing. I, I believe we're just in thoroughbreds alone, I think we're fourth on the list in the country. So we actually have a lot a lot of racing in, in Ohio. I had no idea. Wow, look at that. I learned something here on the podcast. It's a great day to go out with your family to just enjoy the races, even if you don't know nothing about horse racing. It's just a fun day to do. Uh, horse, yeah, horses are amazing. I've always thought that. I rode when I was a little kid. Don't get the opportunity anymore, but they're pretty awesome. Uh, Tanya, I found I found it interesting when we first before we started recording. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I found that fascinating. Um, I was just a horse crazy kid, and I started training up in Canada. And I trained for a little over little over twenty five years. Um, I became an attorney, and then I decided I wanted to be an, uh, a regulator. So I. I'm a thoroughbred steward and a harness judge. And then I was offered, offered this opportunity with the Racing Commission in Ohio. It's so interesting to learn about people's backgrounds and how they get involved into it. And uh, it seems like with horse racing, it can kind of take you all over the place. Sue Bing, what about your background? I, I think you did some traveling too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, uh, I've been involved with uh, duck testing and race horses for about 40 years. I think 
way back to 1978. So I've, I've worked in this job for in a couple of countries. I started in Singapore in 1978. And after 18 years, I moved to Canada, to Toronto, Canada in 1996 to continue my career in racing and the racing lab in, in, in Canada. And I was there for 11 years. And in 2008, I was offered this position as the director of the ATL. Uh, which I accepted and moved my family here. And I've been here since then. So we've got a couple of serious experts here. A, lo a lot of knowledge. I, I love it. Uh, Sue Bang, uh, you know, we, we know what the lab does, but could you just kind of take us through the process? Uh, you know, you and I had a conversation yesterday and uh, it, it was just, it opened my eyes to so many things that I, I didn't realize. And you're such a wealth of knowledge. Um, not really. Um, yeah, I guess as, as pointed out, this area of work is very important for the integrity of racing, also to protect the the interest of the betting public for, for confidence if that uh, there's a level playing field in racing and that horses are not being given drugs or to affect their performance. And one horse doesn't have a advantage over another horse because of drugs. But uh, Getting down to the actual process itself, samples are collected at the racetrack. Uh, typically, I think uh, the winners, or well, Tanya could correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but uh, the samples will be delivered to us by a courier service. And as far as the lab is concerned, every sample is tested the same way, and every sample is, uh, the identity of the sample is unknown to the lab. Every sample is given a lab sample number for which it will be tested similarly, and the results will be reported based on the tag number. And the lab does not have knowledge of the origin or the connections of the sample. Every horse in the race is tested. So if there's 10 races a day, there'll be a minimum of, of 10 samples. Um, both blood and urine samples are taken from horses that are sent to the test barn. The test barn has an internal document that has the that has the number that has the number that the laboratory gets, and internally we know which horses are, and that that's all sealed up and confidential, and we only find out after we get a report from the lab of what the number is. Then we will go back to our internal records that the lab does not have access to, and match up and find out who the connections were with the horse, and then the stewards take over from there. It's really interesting, and I think regardless of what you know, fan of, of any sport you are, you've seen training kind of develop, especially in the last five, ten years. Tanya, how how have you seen you know horse racing and, and the training and the testing change in, in your time in the sport? Much more sophisticated. Um, Thirty years ago, um, there were different levels, but testing has gotten so sophisticated they can test down to femtograms now, which is impossibly small. Um, I don't believe they could test down to those levels even five years ago. Dr. Uh, Subing would know better than I. Yes, that's true. I think the uh, the, the science of uh, equine drug testing has evolved so much over the years. And then Tanya's right, we can test down to faster and lower than that. So. so just out of curiosity, I know Tanya, you said that you had lived in Kentucky before. I'm going to guess you've been to the Kentucky Derby. 
Actually, no, I've not. I've, oh. I've been there on Oaks Day, but I've not done Derby. Um, I'm, I am I prefer to watch it at home on my couch <laughs> where it's comfortable. Um, but that's just a personal thing. I I know a lot of people who've gone there and they've, they've had a great time. Um, I'm just sort of an introvert and like to do my own thing. I'd be afraid I couldn't get the right hat. That's probably about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a factor also. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Sue Bang, have you ever gone? No, I'm not important enough to be. <laughs> to to be. I've been I've been to some of the racetracks in Kentucky, like Keeneland, you know, but I've not gone on such an important day. Brian, how about you? Uh, I I have never been. My let's see, my wife went to school in Kentucky, so she's gone once and was in the infield. So I think her memory is a little fuzzy about what happened when she went. But but I was told it's it's been a good time. Uh, so I guess that means do we get do we get to go? You know, next year is this a work expense trip for for you know? I don't even know research, Shelby. I think, I think you need to run that one up the chain. <laughs> oh man, well. Uh, yeah, that would be definitely a fun trip. I've never been either, but um, all right. I guess we're all sitting on our couch and watching it then. <laughs> guess so, you know, and, and it's something, uh, Tanya, you brought it up, you know, for those that maybe want to go to their first uh, first time seeing the, the events live in Ohio, you know, what, what should people expect? Is this, you know, a family affair? Is it better to go with friends? How would you kind of describe it? I think it it's, it's unique that it can be exactly what you want it to be. Um, a lot of the tracks that are open on weekends have, you know, nice little areas where you can bring a little picnic or something like that. Uh, each track has their own restrictions as to what you're allowed to bring in and things like that. But on a summer day, it's a great day to get outside, watch some horses, see horses in the paddock. If you're going to the standard bread, you get to watch them warm up. Um, it's just, it's just a, a fun, fun day. And even if you don't know anything about horses, you just kind of go with it with the idea that you're, you know, like you're going to go to the movies. It's just entertainment. You bring whatever you can afford to spend. And if you end up end up leaving the day with more money, then it's been a f absolutely fantastic day. But uh, you just go with the, with the idea that you're going to have fun. And even if you don't want to bet, you can just walk in, watch the races, show your kids what horses are like, and, and uh, jockeys will often give goggles out or things like that, and drivers will wave as they go by. So it's it's a good day. Just like watching a movie. I like that. It's going to stick with me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for being on today. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's uh, we do so many different things here on the campus uh, of ODA, and it's it's kind of fun to, you know, take a deeper dive into every little thing. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. You know, Shelby, since starting with the Ohio Department of Agriculture, you get so many numbers thrown at you, and it's amazing to learn, you know, how much is grown here and how much is produced here. But I guess you can call Ohio a horse racing state as well. I had no idea that it was as popular as it was, uh, according to Tanya. I, I didn't know that either. That was, yeah, I, admittedly, that was absolute news to me. I mean, I know obviously what we do with the lab, but I had no idea about the industry. So really do learn something new every day. <laughs> For sure. Have you been Have you been to a horse race? live before um i have been to one live but not here not in ohio but yeah i have been uh they're fun they're yeah i think it's it's fun i i love horses though it's fun and i love competition so yeah they are beautiful i have never gone but i love you know i don't know 
I have so many friends that aren't into sports and they're like, they don't want to, they don't want to be caught watching two minutes of anything, but it's like with horse racing, when it is two minutes, you're like, Oh, I can start and stop. And you know, it's less than the length of a song. I'll watch it. So I, I think we'll have to check it out. And I know summer is a perfect time to go. So hopefully soon. Exactly. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up for this week uh, and we will see you back here next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.